Hainsbury, a place where the lines between reality and fantasy, the tangible and the intangible, and the detectable and the imperceptible are blurred. In this case, especially the last one. Hurry up, Pryor, we're losing it! How can you tell? The thing's invisible. That doesn't negate the fact that it made off with thousands of dollars in cash. Just follow the floating briefcase. It went into the alley. Algy, can you run ahead and cut it off at the other side? I'm gone. Jack, can you follow Algy to make sure he doesn't run off? And I'm gone. Liza, toss Carlton that ghost trap. You got it. Thanks. I'm going in. I'll cover you. Is that a crowbar? An iron crowbar. The Doc and Frank said iron can get rid of ghosts. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> Let's do this. Nowhere to run, Casper. Consider yourself caught. Huh? What the f- Carlton! I'm good, I'm good. Please tell me Algy ran after the ghost. I didn't, but someone else sure did. Uh, what's that supposed to mean? Well... Well, looks like once again it's up to me to outrun the criminal. I'm telling you, I should be getting paid extra. You know, I can never tell if you're kidding or serious when you say stuff like that. A little of both. Regardless, I'm still the only one who could get ahead of a threat. Well, physically, at least. You know, you have this really annoying habit of underestimating people. Only when I know I'm right. Why do you always talk like that? You never make any sense. Any of us could chase down that ghost no problem. Heck, I could. Bet you couldn't. Watch me. A bet. You gave the perp an opening to get away for a bet? Jack! Okay, that hurts. Jack, what happened? Damn ghost threw all this junk in my way and tripped me up. I swear I would have had him otherwise. Where's the ghost now? Gone. <sighs> and the money with it. Oh, damn it! That's the third robbery this week. First the antique store, then the electronics place right outside town, and now the bank? How is it that the ghost can up its game but we keep coming up short? Oh wait, I know! It's because instead of taking work seriously, some of us are focusing on stupid bets. Listen, Carlton, I- Don't worry about it, Jack. It could have happened to anybody. Maybe we should just go home and regroup? We don't have a choice. Carlton and I have an appointment to get to in an hour. Uh, we do? Yes, we do. To train a certain junior investigator. Right. That totally insane thing you dragged me into for some reason. It's not insane. Now let's go home. Oh, hey, friends. Nab that ghost yet? No, Frankenstein. But for future reference, you might want to check out your traps before you hand them off for cases. Whoa, that's a lot of damage. I mean, I'm not going to say my stuff is 100% bug-proof, wouldn't be any fun otherwise, but the only way a trap could backfire this bad is if it wasn't pointed at a ghost. It was a ghost. It was invisible. Invisible doesn't always mean ghost. But if it wasn't a ghost... What was it? Okay, now we have 15 minutes before we have to meet with Rachel. Come on, Carlton, we better go. 
Uh, don't you think the case is a little more important than wasting your time with your daughter? Oh. Oh. Okay, let's do some training. Liza, can you hold down the fort on this while we're gone? Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's great. Oh, Pryor, can you please drag me out the door? I don't think I can move right now. Sure. Good luck, guys. You might want to take this crowbar, Liza. Apparently, it works on ghosts and obnoxious business partners. Ha <laughs> ha. Very funny. See ya. Oh. I gotta go, too. Got a ghost trap to fix. Okay, boys. If it's not a ghost we're dealing with, I say we go to the library and try to get some ideas about what this thing could be. Hey, Elliot. We need some help with research for this invisible thief case. Do you have a minute? Uh, I'll be right with you, Miss Liza. I was just assisting Miss Kelly in her search for some compelling literature. Ginny? Really? Yes, really. Why wouldn't you think so? Uh, I... We just didn't peg you as the reading type. Oh, uh, I'm not really, but I'm, uh, trying new hobbies. Uh-huh. You know, Orville's a pretty avid reader. Maybe you two could read something together. Oh, uh, I wouldn't want to bother him. Plus, he's always so distant and mysterious and tall. You ever notice how tall he is? I mean, he's like, so tall. Uh, but anyway, enough about me. You guys had questions about the invisible thing or whatever. Yeah, and, you know, while you're here, maybe you could give us your input. Have you ever met any vampires who could turn invisible? I don't think so. From what I've read, if an invisible presence is not of a phantasmal nature, there's a good chance it could be some kind of trickster, uh, a pixie or imp or leprechaun. Or demon? Possibly. So how could we trap one? Well, iron is a universally safe option, although it is less effective on demonic entities. Um, may I ask, where are Mr. Carlton and Miss Pryor? Working on a much tougher job than ours right now. Why would your daughter conjure up a giant killer rabbit? It used to be her imaginary friend when she was little, and maybe she wouldn't have thought it up if you hadn't set that nice basic obstacle course I made for her on fire. What? You said you wanted her to be prepared for anything. We've already faced off with ghosts, vampires, underground sharks, and corn demons, and you're worried about a little fire? I knew how to dodge a fire when I was half her age. Ugh. Crap, it shoots acid. It shoots acid? Well, let's try to get this case closed before they're done. I feel like I owe them after how I ruined things this morning. You didn't ruin anything. Now, let's think. This thing's already hit up two of the most successful businesses in town, and the bank. Where else could it go where it'd make off with something of value? I'd say the home of an eccentric billionaire would do it. Martin's family keeps a safe somewhere in the house. It might be trying to find it. Well, let's stop it before it does. Okay, we'll split up. Jenny and I'll take the east side of the house, and you guys take the west side. Don't see anything weird in this room. Or this one. Or that one. Why would you see anything? 
The thing is invisible. Doesn't mean you can't see what it's doing. Hmm. Hold on a moment. I think I've found something by this window. What? It's a bottle of what appears to be a direct factor 10A inhibitor. Which is what, exactly? Oh, um, it's a type of anticoagulant drug. Typically used as a blood thinner. Hey, here's another bottle. Don't know what's in it, though. Looks sticky. And kind of yellowish? That's opium. Huh. Psychedelic. So the thief climbed through the window and dropped the bottles on the way in, but why would they have drugs? Hey, maybe they like to have a good time while they rob people blind. I would call that highly unlikely. That combination of drugs would be incredibly deadly if taken simultaneously. Of course, that is assuming that the thief is humanoid in nature. Then maybe they carry it so that they can poison any witnesses, if things go wrong? I thought you said nobody could see them because they're invisible. Um, yeah, right. Hmm, that's odd. What? What? Oh, um, in examining these bottles, it has occurred to me that, well, there is something strange about this particular combination of drugs. What? Well, there is a combination of drugs meant to bleach blood that are part of the procedure used by the eponymous character of H.G. Wells' novel The Invisible Man in order to become, well... Invisible. Um, yes. And it seems to me, given the pervasion of opium in the 19th century and the possibility of blood thinner being a modern analogue of... But that couldn't possibly make sense. The story is a work of science fiction, and the connection is tenuous at best. Not to mention the whole certain death consequence. Well, maybe we just found an exception. What was that? I have a feeling it's what we've been looking for. Stand back, boys. I've got him. Algie! Yeah, guess it wasn't the thief after all. No, it wasn't. Nice try, though. So I'm guessing you guys didn't find the Invisible Thief either. No, but we did find something weird. Show him the bottles, Doc. Yes, um, well, you see, the substances held in these bottles, which we found in close proximity to that window. <gasps> Ow! What was that for? I felt you grab at my skirt. That wasn't me! Well, if it wasn't you, who was it? Oh my god, it's here. Based on what just happened, I think we can jump to calling it a he. Miss Liza, is there any chance that before they left, Miss Pryor and Mr. Carlton happened to explain how to handle an invisible intruder? What? Hey! The bottles! Unhand those this instant! Um, please. Hey, that is not okay! Picking on weak, defenseless doctors like that! Um, I am still partially a demon and therefore not entirely defenseless. Why don't you pick on somebody your own level of weird, like me? Hiya! Nice shot, Jenny. Well, it helped that he was holding those bottles. He might have been invisible, but those weren't. But he dropped them when you hit him. Yeah, so? I believe what Algernon is trying to say is, while you knew that you struck the thief, how can you be certain that he stayed down? I hit really hard? He's getting away! Don't worry, I've got him. Door moving on its own. Gotcha. I know you're in here. You better show yourself... Uh, let me know where you are. I've got fists I can make big enough to beat you into an invisible pulp. And even though that'd be a major pain to clean up, believe me, I'm not afraid to do it. 
Well, if you throw a punch as well as you chase down criminals, I think I'll be just fine. <laughs> you had a head start. And I wouldn't laugh if I were you. You've got nowhere else to run. So what? As long as I'm invisible, I can hide out in this room for as long as I want. You can't see me. True. But I can hear you just fine. So I know you're standing over there. Ah. Then again, I guess you could just move out of the way and I wouldn't know. Yeah, I could. Now what was I saying? Oh yeah, you can't see me. <coughs> but I sure as hell can see you. Jack, are you okay? I'd say no, but seems like that's just a normal day at the office for this loser, huh? Come on, Jack, are you just gonna sit and take this guy's crap? You do realize that's kind of the position we're in right now, right? But you can shapeshift. Why don't you use that to invisible yourself? Beat him at his own game. Probably isn't that hard. Algie, that's ridiculous. There's no way I could do that. Bet you could. I don't care. Shh. Don't say that. You should try. Then I could watch you fail spectacularly. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> 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 I'm so tired of it! I'm tired of you! I'm tired of Elgin! Oh my gosh! Should we pull Jack off him? Not yet! You have no idea how much I need something to hold over his head. Okay, I'm ending this. Come on, break it up. Yeah, Jack, I think you can stop. I don't! Come on, bro! Give him hell! No, this is really not productive. Myself, I swear, if you break up this fight right now, I will make sure every shampoo bottle that graces this manor is replaced with mayo. Hey! He ran out the door. I believe we've just become the victims of an expertly contrived distraction. Oh god, Algy, quick, run after him! On it! So I've been punching nothing for the last ten seconds. Yes. Amazing. He's gone. But hey, at least it's not a total loss. At least we still have these! You grabbed the bottles? Well, I wasn't gonna let the bad guy get away with them. What are they even for, anyway? Doc says they help turn the guy invisible. Uh, maybe. He also said if a person takes this stuff, they're supposed to die, so... But why isn't he dead? That would be the crux of our dilemma. This criminal appears to be using otherwise fictional science to produce actual results. We just need to determine how. Although we can deduce one thing from all of this. What? If this invisible man needs to continuously carry a reserve of materials to make himself invisible, then it must be a temporary state. And if he wants to keep his crime spree up, he's going to need to refill his supply. I think we might actually have something we can work with here. We should go back to the library, see if we can make sense of things. Then maybe the invisible man will think twice before he talks smack about us, right, Jack? 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 Huh? Where'd he go? All right, this should be easy. You've done all kinds of weird shape-shifting things before. You've used your arm for a grappling hook, impersonated a criminal. You pretended to be a person who didn't even exist. Now all you have to do is turn yourself invisible. <laughs> this is crazy. I sound like a crazy person. I don't have to do this. I have nothing to prove. But I do, I really do. I'm just going to do it now. Just one try, and then I'll know. I can either do it, or I can't. No problem. Okay, it didn't work. That's it. Question answered. Done. Maybe just one more time.
Jack? Ah! Oh, uh, Liza, come in. Sorry I walked down on you before, but, uh, I had something really pressing I had to take care of, and- Something really pressing, sure. So then, quick question. You wouldn't happen to be trying to turn yourself invisible because algae bet you could in front of the invisible man, would you? What? No, why would you say that? You're kidding, right? No, why would you think that? Oh my god, you really don't know. No, I don't. Wow. Okay, um... Would you mind if I shared a tiny observation? Two weeks ago. Algy? Have you seen the egg salad I brought back from that place on Main- Oh, Who would leave expired milk in here? It looks rancid! <laughs> and it smells even worse. It, you'd have to be a total idiot to want to drink- Bet 20 bucks you can't down the whole bottle. You're on. And sure enough... Damn you, Algy. Alright, I understand your concern, but that was one time, an isolated incident. Um, actually... Five days ago. Hi Mr. Jack and Mr. Algernon. It was the flower fair at school today, and I brought everybody orchids. Do you want one? Oh, uh... I'm, I'm sorry, Rachel, but I'm actually allergic. I'll say. They make his powers go berserk. <laughs> it's it's not that bad. Oh, really? Bet you still won't take one. How many flowers can we have, Rachel? And sure enough... See? I'm fine. <laughs> Jack? Where'd you go, bro? Down here. You crack one joke and it'll be the end of you. Why would you think I'd do that, Jack? That's very... Small-minded of you. <laughs> Not to mention this morning where you ended up wiped out in a pile of garbage. All right, I get it. Now that you mention it, I guess things have been like this for a long time. Since Algy and I were kids. I remember our 10th birthday, my parents got Algy a mini bike, And he bet me I couldn't ride it to the end of our block and back. And sure enough... You didn't make it. <laughs> no, I made it. But I didn't know how to stop. Crashed into the front of our building and broke my arm. God, why do I let him get to me like that? Well, maybe it's time you stop letting him get to you. Yeah, you haven't lived with him for 26 years. I always feel like I have to prove something to him. Rub it in his smug face. Jack, you have a career and a good head on your shoulders. Algie spends most of his time drinking, avoiding work, and trying to hit on women. You have nothing to prove. Thanks. Uh-huh. Well, I'm gonna go back to the team. You coming, or...? Yeah, yeah, I just need a minute. Okay. See you soon. Jack, where have you been? It's been hours! It's been ten minutes. Either way, everybody wants to know what happened to you. Wait, you were trying to turn invisible, weren't you? For your information, I was, but I decided not to follow through with it. What? Why? Because it's stupid and pointless, and I was only doing it because you indirectly bet me to. Because I bet you really could do it. Excuse me for having a little faith in my brother. Algy, I don't want to hear any more of your excuses. Wait, did you just say you had f faith in me? Yeah, don't let it get to your head. 
So if you're going to chicken out and not try the whole invisible thing, can we get out of here? Chicken out? Hold on, maybe I could try it one last time. That's the spirit! Alright, here goes. Well, that was pointless. I don't feel any different. Let's go, Algy. Jack, you did it? What? You're invisible! Yeah, haha, -ha, very funny. I think I would know if I was invisible. I'm invisible? <laughs> now I can rub it in Algy. I mean, the invisible man's face! Hell yeah, you can! Now, revisible yourself so we can go show Liza and the others. Right. Uh. What? You made yourself invisible. Doing it backwards should be just as easy. Yeah, okay, okay let me just... Okay, that didn't work. Um, let me try something else. Still invisible? Yep. Oh no. Hey fellow investigators, have questions for us about this podcast? Feel free to follow us on Instagram at wildly underscore productions, Twitter at wildlyproduct1, TikTok at wildly underscore productions, Tumblr at wildly productions, and Facebook at wildly productions. And shoot us a message on our latest post. Or subscribe to Wildly Productions on YouTube and comment on our latest episode. And most importantly, don't forget to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wildlypods for all kinds of fun bonus content and the chance to help us keep this podcast train rolling. Happy investigating! Heinous Investigations was created, written, and directed by Jessica Castro, featuring the voices of David Manuele, Elena Garcia, Bryce Riffle, Tuan Nguyen, D.G. Holstein, A.J. Somerville, Naomi Park, Maria Elizabeth Burns, Jamie Forney, Emily Folger, and Jessica Castro, with a guest appearance by Sarah Cannon. Sound design, editing, and mixing by Finn Nilsson and Owen Thornton. Heinous Investigations' spooky theme song written and arranged by Jordan Castro, with instrumentals by Lucas Urbina. Promotional media editing by Tom Velick.